First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning, morning Manaski. Good morning. A little rain out there this morning. A little. And <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's gonna, it may get worse today, heavy rain. Uh, is that what they're saying? We could get a thunderstorm or two, right? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a washout, though? I don't think so. Is it? I hope not. All right. Well, tomorrow looks nice. Uh, 80s, uh, what, uh, close to 80, 80 degrees or so tomorrow with sunshine. And then it heats up for the weekend. Okay, um, how about the story, and we're going to speak with somebody later on this morning, um, the story of the two local guys who flew out um, out west and ended up in, uh, well, northwest to uh, to Alaska. And ended up crashing a plane, and it took them almost uh, it took them about two days to actually find them. And it's a wonder they survived the whole thing, but they walked away with minor injuries. That is crazy. Anytime you are in a plane crash and you can walk away, that's I guess, uh, a plus. Yeah, I guess that is the uh, the case. But um, you know, there's a plane crash, and then there's the plane crash where you uh, where you crash into uh, into a mountainside, right? So, and and it includes a glacier for God's sakes. What what were they doing? Uh, Do we know? They, I believe they are uh, they're they're hikers. I think they they they're two guys, sixty two years old from the area, who enjoy adventures like that. And uh, they're both pilots, so mm-hmm. they they flew off, and it looks like they uh, they they got caught in bad weather. Um, and they're saying that out there in that uh, that part of of Alaska, that the weather is has been so turbulent this season that it's made it very difficult. In fact, the uh, National Guard was was already there searching for three hikers that had become stranded because of the weather. So after the crash, they're what? They're on their own for two more additional days till they're they, found. They were they were, had a uh, they used a, a device to send out a distress signal. Um, and it was discovered about three hours after the crash, it's believed. Wow. Um, and, and that would have made it around uh, noon, 1 o'clock on, on Saturday. They were not... Now, remember, you're dealing in frigid, cold, stormy weather, basically on a mountainside uh, adjacent to a, a glacier in Alaska. And they are they don't know that anybody's going they don't know if they're going to be found because wow. every time the national guard tries to come in after they did discover the crash site they couldn't get in because of weather conditions they weren't they weren't rescued until um after 2 a.m. on monday morning wow okay that's just a crazy story it's like and we'll speak with uh, they're still in alaska hours or they're something. still in alaska right now um they'll be on their way back and We'll speak with uh, the daughter of one of the uh, of one of the guys coming up uh, later on this morning at about seven forty. Uh, yep. President Biden, I'm going to just switch gears quickly. Mm-hmm. Meeting with uh, GOP senator uh, over infrastructure and the signal coming out of the White House right now is um, let's get something done because we are beginning to run out of time. This is that West Virginia senator we were talking about yesterday. Rachel, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, that's Senator Shelley Moore Capito. She was in the Oval Office yesterday talking. About this infrastructure uh, proposal, both sides, uh, both sides of the issue, it's been that for just about an, about an hour. Uh, no major breakthroughs announced here, so they're going to meet again tomorrow as the clock is ticking because 
Democrats are really pushing the White House uh, to, to go ahead and give the green light to go the budget reconciliation route of leaving Republicans behind on this, even though, you know, Republicans have gone up to almost a trillion dollars of spending, but still there's deep disagreements over what's the definition of infrastructure and how to pay for it. Yeah. And uh, so there's no guarantee, though, that they'd be able to push this through without Republicans. That's right, because there's still some Democrats that could be on the fence about things like tax increases, corporate tax increases, like uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia. And not only that, the Senate parliamentarian has basically said Democrats can do this, but uh, she's added some strings attached. And one of them is they have to get a budget going and get it through committee and go for what they call a voter-rama, where you throw on all these amendments. So it would be a little more arduous in the first time around than that one was pretty clunky, if you remember back to the coronavirus, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, this is uh, really going to be uh, interesting. If there's ever, though, a, and I and I realize, you know, Republicans will say he's Sleepy Joe, he might not be in control and all of that, but the reality is the one thing Joe Biden is good at, it seems, is sitting down with the opposite side and hashing out a, a deal. He's done that through his entire career. Well, yeah, and certainly it, it looks like a good faith effort on both sides, and both sides are trying to make it look that way. But the cynic in me thinks that, they, that, that uh, maybe the White House doesn't think this is really going to come to a deal, but they want to certainly look like they did everything that they could uh, to, to make this happen. But look, the, the two sides are just so far apart. Unless there's some kind of miracle that happens between yeah. now and tomorrow, I don't see it happening. And here's another one. Uh, what if uh, Biden does concede and comes closer or meets the uh, the Republican side? Then you have a far-left portion of the uh, Democrat Party, and uh, who knows if he'll lose them in the process. And that's part of the problem. They want to go big. Progressives in particular want to go big on spending. And if, uh, if, if the president uh, really capitulates, to Republican demands, yeah, he's really between a rock and a hard place and has been since he started in office on a lot of issues. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Thank you, Rachel. Have a wonderful day. Uh, Rachel Sutherland from Fox News. Yeah, I, I uh, you got to kind of wonder, um, but I, I mean, are they better politically? Are they better off pushing it, uh, the progressive better off pushing it and not getting it passed and being able to blame Republicans? Or putting a deal together and getting it done. Sometimes I think that uh, politicians don't want to get things done. Right. Because then it shows that they worked with Republicans, Republicans worked with them, and it shows Republicans in a good light. So they may be politically looking at it that they're better off um, not getting anything done, which is just... At our expense. Correct. It is at all of our expense, all of us. Um, and to be fair, that happens. Uh, it really does happen on both sides. Uh, let's see. We have some hot weather on the way. Um, we'll be uh, up near 90 through the uh, through the weekend and into Monday and Tuesday. Before, before it falls back down to cool weather, you know, 78, 80 degrees. Hey, now. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take that. Um, Derek Jeter has now dropped the price. Of his uh, mansion upstate. I think it's kind of like, uh, doesn't he have a castle or something? Uh, you can actually find this on our website. Let me go see and I'll, I'll send it an ad. I'll tell you, his Florida home where Tom Brady is staying is very nice. I believe that his place in upstate New York. Here um, it is, yes. So I'm going to send out. And they just lowered the price on it, Andrew, so you might want to look into it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so, wow. Um, I'm going to send out an app alert here. This is another reason to download the WIBX 950 app. I'll just send it out on the Keeler subscription, and you can check this out. These pictures are unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Uh, it is, it is, would you describe it as a castle? Um, yes, there are parts of it because there's yeah, a, there's a rock like tower uh, that the house, part of the house looks like it's a tower. He's got like a walkway over there where it looks like the roof of a castle. Um, I, I could describe it as a castle. But you know what the interesting thing about some of these properties are? I know the economy is actually doing pretty well, right? We <laughs> pumped a yeah. ton of money into it. But some of the... One of the concerns I'm hearing that I read uh, that wealthy folks have is like, I don't know how many bedrooms are here, but some of them, some homes have like 50 bedrooms. You got to do all those sheets. You got to, you know, yeah, how do you, the upkeep uh, on a home you, like that. Where do you store the sheets? And God forbid if they're fitted, how do you fold those things? <laughs> well, just oh, hey, we're coming off a year yeah. where, where you couldn't be with anybody, so you didn't have guests at your house, right. you know? So yeah. I want to say that's the case with like 50 cents, excuse me, 50 cents mansion. Is that like it's some outrageous number of bedrooms, and he keeps dropping the price because he can't sell it. But it's it's a it's a pain to maintain. I'd say it does look like uh, a castle, and it's one of those pools that on the edge of the pool, it's almost like an edgeless, or what do they call that, where the water comes right up to the edge of the pool. I mean, it's pretty beautiful. And where's that located, by the way? Uh, one second here. And they're calling it's on a lake, and it is being called a lakefront castle. Well, he's dropped the price on it. If you're, uh, what, if you're what's considered. the price now? I don't know. Okay, because in March he had actually uh, dropped the price. We're talking uh, went up uh, for sale saying... in 2018 for fourteen uh, fourteen point seven five million. Yeah. It might have uh, might have gone down just a little bit again. A uh, Syracuse person is one of the first winners of. New York's uh, COVID scholarship giveaway, Andy. Yes. Hunger yeah. Games 2.0! Well, uh, and they, they get four years of uh, in a SUNY school and room and board, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for free, just for getting the vaccination. That's right. Uh, wow. Uh, there's an investigation going on right now where there are 16 women now that say that this pastor in, uh, in western New York at a Christian camp uh, abused them. Um, for decades, teenage girls across Western New York turned to Wayne Aram for guidance, friendship, and a connection to spiritual authority. He was a youth pastor at the chapel, which is a large Buffalo area church, and later the camp president in Circle C Ranch, a Christian camp in rural uh, Western New York, was a well-known presence in the religious ecosystem and the religion um, in the region, I should say, and was heavily involved and helping them navigate their adolescent problems. But now there are 16 girls who have come forward, 16 women now who have come forward, who say that um, they, were, uh, they were abused by the, uh, by the pastor. You know, this is, always happens with, it's always someone in a position of, of control, right? Mm-hmm. Position mm-hmm. of power. Someone that people look up to. Yes. Um, it almost always seems to uh, to be that way. Uh, MVCC is advanced also in the women's soccer NJCAA Division Three tournament. Did you see that? And there was play yesterday with MV and HCCC men. Was that lacrosse or soccer? Soccer. So a lot of uh, postseason play underway uh, right now. 
And how about this? I thought this was kind of an interesting story that uh, in the New York City area, um, in Central Park, uh, a lot of times you'll see pickup uh, softball games and pickup baseball games. Um, did you see who is a regular at these games? And playing, by the way. No. CC Sabathia. Get out of here. Really? Um, so, you know, there you are. You're playing. You're doing a pickup game and all. And, and you've got Sabathia as your, uh, as, as your teammate. Or, <laughs> you're, worse yet, you're playing against him. Um, uh, Sabathia says playing softball in Central Park was like a bucket list thing for him, and getting to do it with his buddies is even more fun. It actually draws a crowd as people start uh, watching, and it is, uh, I guess, something to uh, something to watch. So that's pretty cool. Does he uh, still have the pot belly? I would imagine that he does, right? I think he looks pretty good, at least according to this picture. If there's a belly there, it's um, it's oh, not yeah. all that I know he pot was... belly like fluctuating a bit. Uh, Stefan is in Utica. Good morning, Stefan. 6.30 on the mark. You're starting off the morning for us. Good morning. Well, good morning, Bill, Jeff, and Andrew. What's going on this morning? Well, tomorrow is opening night for the Utica Blue Sox. Oh, I'll bet you'll be the there. Yeah. perfect game collegiate baseball league. Yeah. They host Auburn at 6.45 p.m. Uh, will you, uh, do you think you'll be there? Uh, you think you'll be there for this? I might be there, and uh, and the Blue Sox also have a store in in Sanger Town Square Mall a, with batting cages and Blue Sox apparel in the store. Yeah, is, have you tried out the batting cage? It's kind of a cool. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Have you? Uh, no, I have not. But I bought a hat there. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, are I you do still think working? Blue- Sorry, Jeff, to cut you off. I'm just curious about how Stefan yeah, is he's still working. Where right? Stefan is working? Yeah, I think he's at Texas he's Roadhouse. He's still at Texas Roadhouse no, there? No, you he liking went it? somewhere else, didn't he? No, he went. Yes, he was I am. I love it. Yeah. Oh, right, good. Right. Yeah, they, te- they treat you right to the Texas Roadhouse, right? Yes, they do. All right. So they, uh, <laughs> that's their new slogan? They, te- they yeah. treat you right at the Texas <laughs> well, Roadhouse. I, no, I think the slogan is, yes, they do. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the slogan. <laughs> um, you mentioned the Utica Blue Sox. They do begin their season. I can't believe today's Thursday already. I thought it was Wednesday until just now. But, okay, so Friday night they kick off their perfect game collegiate baseball league season. And I mentioned this, uh, the guy pitching against the Yankees today, Ryan Yarbrough, played for the Utica Blue Sox in the PC, PGC, PL, yeah, whatever. League, game of <laughs> Correct. ultimateness. So that's uh, another, I ha- I've, ha- I've written a couple pieces online about, you know, guys who came up through that uh, that college league and played locally, and, and they're stars in the Major League Baseball. All right. Okay, Stefan, thanks for the update. You're welcome. I have to say, we, we saw you the other day. Uh, you were You were walking into a restaurant over by Home Depot. And, oh. and you were looking at the menu, and I tried to grab your attention, and you didn't see me. And by the time I got up to chase you down, you were gone. Yeah. He couldn't even see you in the rearview mirror. No, no, <laughs> couldn't. Do you remember that? Do you have any recollection of that? Yes, I do. And uh, hopefully down, uh, sometime we can all do lunch sometime. Yes, yes. Mm, we'll get into yes. that. Uh, have you been vaccinated, Stefan? Yes, I have both of them. Nice. Good for you. Okay. Yeah, good for you, man. 
Stefan, right. I also so want to say seventy two reopened. We should we should oh, that's where the last place we went with Stefan, yeah, right? It was. Yeah. Um Stefan, I do appreciate you checking up on me on Memorial Day. The the phone call was very much appreciated. It's very nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stefan, uh, run along. Have a wonderful day. Take care, buddy. <laughs> Have a great day. Stay okay. dry. Yeah. It's a little wet out there. Uh this is uh this just blows my mind where people take something that is like, and I get it, okay? So years ago, years ago, mm-hmm. when a, um, for instance, a, a, there'd be a black character in a TV show okay. or in a, a movie, that they would, would kind of, they'd use blackface. Right. And they'd take a white person, dress them up as a black person, because you wouldn't hire a black person, right? Correct. I mean, that's what it was like. And right. so there's a, a there's been over the years a major movement that, to say you don't you don't hire a white person to play a black person, hire a black person. It's it's pretty simple, and uh, because there's a discrimination there, even, even when they need someone in a black role, they would hire a white person uh, to do it. Also, you know, I, I again, I've I, I've never seen these movies. This predates right. Well, both of us by a lot. They're exaggerating, right? They, there's a lot the of stereotypes and Native Americans and that sort of and, thing. You know, but ultimately, it comes down to they they won't even hire a black person for a black role, right? So that certainly has changed right. over the years. But then you take that concept, and which I think is a which is um, uh, which is a good cause. The, the fighting that was a was a good cause. Now you have a, a an Oklahoma State teaching assistant. Mm-hmm. That says is saying she is refusing to teach Spanish because oh she's not Mexican; she's white. Therefore, she cannot, in good faith, teach the Spanish language. Uh, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Is, in it, my is it because so she's giving overly woke? She's saying, no, she's not giving up her job. She's saying she can't teach Spanish. She, so this is a Can woke use, thing, right? This is where she does not feel worthy or she feels it would be wrong for her as a white person to teach Spanish? Um, Jessica Bridges, according to her LinkedIn profile of the same name, is set to receive her doctorate in Social Foundations of Education sometime in 2021, although it was not clear if she'd already completed her coursework. The comments were reportedly made during the Southern Connecticut State University's Virtual Women's and Gender Studies Conference. She says, quote, racism originates with and is perpetuated by white people. Uh, Bridges, which is so, it's usually people of power. It's usually the dominant race. It's not necessarily, and I guess that would oftentimes be white people. Right, but in it, our it's, case, yeah. Uh, Bridges says in the video, at another point, she asserts that white isn't right. Now, she is white. Because <laughs> oh everybody God. needs a slogan, right? you got to name everything something. White isn't right. Bridges vows to confront her internalized white supremacy by not teaching Spanish. Learning Spanish, Spanish from a white woman, I wish I could go back and tell my students not to learn power or correctness from this <laughs> white woman, she says. Dismantling white supremacy in society looks like dismantling in, in my heart first. It means I'm not going to teach Spanish. Okay, I have two thoughts. I hope I don't lose one of them. The first thing is you said she's not giving up her job? Well, she well, Does she want to be paid she, and then she's just not going to teach? She, I, I am assuming, With her doctorate? I'm assuming she teaches more than just Spanish. 
I'm assuming there's there are, there's more there are more okay. classes that she but but I'm making that assumption. I don't think she was hired to be just a Spanish teacher. It's a high school teacher. This is college, Oklahoma. Oh, State. college. I yeah. mean, I, uh, boy. I know in high school our Spanish teacher only taught Spanish. It wasn't like she did math for eighth but, grade. But in college, and, it is not that way okay, necessarily. Okay. So <clears throat> here's my second thought, and it's irrelevant. It's an irrelevant. Just the point is. Whether she gets fired or not, uh, I don't even know. And maybe they should fire her. But the fact that she believes this is just crazy. So That's like saying a man can't teach gender studies or, or women's yeah, studies, the, right? The, the, That's the the theory, argu- that would be her argument. Well, the thought I, process is or racist. A, or a doctor couldn't be. And some women will, will prefer when they go to a gynecologist that the gynecologist is a, is a female. They prefer that. They specifically seek out a female gynecologist. Mm-hmm. But there are male gynecologists. Um, it, it, just because you're a male does not mean you can't be a... But even the premise is, uh, is I, to me, it seems kind of racist. It's like saying, uh, 